listen to me for a second just before we move on. Uh, God loves you. And that song messes me up every time. And usually this service, I regain my composure because we have two services. But I want you to know that no matter where you're at, no matter what failure you might feel you have in your life, no matter what you feel like you have to overcome or no matter what you've been criticized or persecuted for, God loves you. And he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on a cross for you, that you can have life and that more abundantly. And so however it looks, however it begins, however it starts, just say, Jesus, I will. And just pursue to live for him in any way and every way you can. Keep attending church, a life-giving church, and hopefully it'll be Grace Church. But keep attending church and find Jesus in everything you do because God created this thing for you so that you would give him glory. Amen. Give it up for Jesus one more time. Praise God. You can be seated. Praise the Lord. Thank you in advance for all the well wishes, the cards, the gifts, the, uh, the love that you have uh, given uh, Janie and I. They are... It's just 10. It I doesn't think. matter. It's either zero, <laughs> one, or one, zero. <laughs> so, praise God. Man, Man, that's super tall. That is. I can lower it. Hold my mic. Okay. Oh, wow. You know, it's, it's, um, it's really hard. <laughs> we were a little stronger and thinner 10 years ago. So, <laughs> well, yeah, it's true. Um, you know, we didn't know. Yeah. Mm, still, still moved by. I'm just struggling. Um, we didn't know y'all were going to do that. So it's hard to get up and sing. It's kind of like singing for your supper. And man, I felt terribly on that song. But You did good. Um, <laughs> my heart was just melted. And um, like Landon said, with, we had the, got to be with the board. Um, you probably won't talk about that, but we have the most incredible board any church could ever, ever be blessed to have. So yeah. we're, we're, we're just melting. So if this is your first time, please come back and try it again. I'm not usually up here, and he's just much better alone. Not in life, just preaching. <laughs> <laughs> he needs me. That's right. He Amen. does need me. So, yeah. My friend Gary Sherrill says if, if, if Jerry ever leaves him, she, he's going with, and that's why we've moved so many times. Janie says, I'm done with this house, and I just, I just go on next. But I'm done. I have one more, and I'm done. <laughs> oh, one more. To yeah. tell us die means it is finished, right, yeah. Michelle? It is finished. Yeah, and I'm like hanging I, it. Like I shared with the board the other night, uh, the person who said that only stayed in that tomb three days, and then he moved <laughs> on. So uh, you'll get it later. But uh, we, we, have, uh, we, have, we just have a few things we want to say, and then we'll just kind of tell our story a little bit. But I want to acknowledge a few people first, uh, because we'd gotten a prophecy before we moved down here that uh, life, that, I don't know, that ministry would be very easy. And if you know ministry at all, ministry is not easy. There's 1,700 pastors a month leave the pulpit 
to never return ever again. Uh, some maybe still are in ministry, just different forms, but they're not in pastoring. We know personally people that are uh, in different fields of life that uh, used to pastor for quite some time. But what made it easy and what makes it still easy is some names that I'm going to give you over just the next few minutes. And, and it's important for you to know uh, these names and kind of what they are and who they are because it's, it makes our life, although ministry can be hard and pastoring is hard, life is hard. Your, your job is hard. Your career is hard. You, you have to wake up tomorrow and, and go to work, and that's difficult. You may be going through relationship tri trials. Those are difficult. Financial issues, uh, healing issues, health issues. So life is difficult. You may have sons or daughters that are struggling in different areas. Life is tough. So we don't try to say that our life is any different or, or any more tough than your life. But what has happened uh, in our uh, ministry choice and pastoring is that God has put different people in our pathways that have made this thing very easy on this end of it. And so I want to acknowledge some of the people that were here when we got here and some of the people that have kind of come on since we've been here. And so I know two of them here. I don't know if the third one's here, but we still have three original board members that, that were on the pulpit committee that, that brought us in, uh, and I'd like them to stand. So one is Landon Barefoot, who came up. And Landon, go ahead and stand. And Landon was uh, kind of the chair of the pulpit committee. And, of course, his wife, uh, Carol. And keep standing. And then Gary Sherrill and his wife, Jerry. Gary and, and Jerry. Uh, Gary... Landon and Gary were very incremental because they would take us around and show us different parts. And I remember Janie saying after they showed us some nice uh, spots in town, hey, where's the, where's the underprivileged? Where's the less privileged? And so when they took us to certain areas of town, our hearts broke. And, and uh, I, we knew this was the place. And, and it was just... Uh, it was an incredible experience, and there are some of you who, probably none of you are, are real long-term members anymore. Most of those people didn't understand my vision, but we used to have a, we have a baptismal tank behind here, and where the screen is, there was like a 17-foot wreath that was, that was there, and well, it was about 10 foot. I'm not, I'm, I don't want to exaggerate. It's upstairs, and, and uh, Janie said, who's going to quit when we take the wreath down, and, and uh, Gary said, you can take that wreath down. You can take that wreath down tomorrow. You, if, I, if you want me in shorts and flip-flops, I'll be here on said you remember saying that brother i remember it like it was yesterday you said it right here and i said oh that day's coming and uh <laughs> sure enough these guys have been with us and I, tom, dr tom keep standing dr tom is dr tom i think is on vacation tom peterson tom and beverly were three of the original board members that are still on the board today with us. And we, we invite them every year to, to, to return uh, for another year, and they've been so gracious to do so. Uh, the other four that were on the board that were here, they've landed in other churches, and we, we support them, and we, and we respect them, and we thank them for uh, hearing God to, to bring us in. Then we have three new board members that have come to join us as well. Uh, Rick Knighton, Ricky, so Rick, stand, would you please? And Rick and Sherry are wonderful, wonderful people uh, that add so much wisdom. And then uh, Kevin... Uh, Hargis, Kevin and Michelle, Kevin Stan and Michelle, and then David Lackey. David, is David in here? David, there's David right back there, David. David's serving David and Teresa. So that's our board, and if you could give it up for them, they are great, great, great men of God. Uh, we thank you. We thank you and honor you. God bless you guys. 
Thank you for being uh, the board that you are. Uh, I've had difficult boards in the past. Uh, I get it. I understand it. And uh, these guys, I mean, truly do get it. And their their heart, our hearts for souls, our hearts for Jesus, but uh, so is theirs. And so they therefore make our life easy. And then our our team, we'd like to acknowledge uh, uh, the our team members that are, that are with us. And and uh, Brian, is Brian in here? Is he counting? Is Brian, where are you at? There's Brian right there. So Brian's been with us for 15 years. Uh, Brian and Tammy are, are wonderful. Brian, we inherited, uh, we inherited a whole team, and he was, uh, he was one that just uh, was either dumb enough or smart enough to stick. Just, it just, just is what it is. But love Brian, love Brian to pieces. Wonderful uh, man of integrity, loves God, loves ministry, and loves his church. And so uh, he's been with us, it be 16 years in September. Marcus has been with us for almost 10 years. Just two, two, go ahead and stand up, Marcus. Two. He's about two or three months shy of uh, 10 years. So he's been with us for 10 years. And then Charity's been with us for five years so, or so. So uh, Charity is his wife. Andrew's been with us for all 10 years. Go ahead, Drew. And, and uh, we have... Uh, <laughs> Andrew came down with us, and, and if you have a, a sophomore in high school, you know how difficult it may be to take someone out of school. And he was our our number one concern through this because we didn't want to, to mess him up. Uh, the other ones uh, all had opportunity to come if they want. They came at different times. Uh, we'll talk about that. But Drew came with us. He didn't have a choice. And so it was really important. And uh, just one really quick, cute story. Can I give the one story? You just jump in any time because um, I'm used to talking at this point in time. Okay. Uh, so... Uh, we expressed to the board and to uh, to the board, the original board that hired us or brought us in, uh, how important Drew was. He was going into a sophomore year of high school. The high school he came from, because we pastored in a small town, but we lived outside of the small town in a rural community. I think he had 12 classmates in his, in his yeah, so it was... a sophomore year he has like 13 people in his class and so you can imagine what that's like uh, and so the, the schools are very large around here it was important for us he we came down and the board had some activities for us and they had some activities for him and and there was a, a no I'm not pointing fingers uh, there was an epic failure on one person's part the first night that that uh, drew just it, it was he's just, no longer with us yeah uh, Drew's with us the person who coordinated the event wasn't uh, or isn't. So uh, we had, I called Landon the next day and said, bro, I, this is the date night before, this was Saturday, the night before we, or the day before we were going to actually candidate. And uh, I said, bro, I don't, I don't think it's going to work out. And Drew wasn't complaining. We actually found out through somebody else how the event went. And uh, it, was just, it was just a failure. And, and Landon, like, that's it. I'm picking him up with my girls. We're going to go play putt-putt. And afterwards, we are going out for ice cream. We are going to show that guy a good time. <laughs> and it was just, it was just, a, it was just, it was really, it was really cute uh, how that unfolded and really sweet. And, uh, and Drew is such a blessing to, uh, uh, to Janie and I. And then, of course, just a couple years later, he had met Emily, and they dated for six and a half years. And Emily's been part of our family now for the last two years. And so... Uh, and then Aaron, I don't, is Aaron in? Aaron might be counting. 
Aaron's the drummer. So Aaron's the drummer. Uh, he'll be with us 10 years in, we'll in December. So give it up for Aaron. There you are, Aaron. Everybody on our team except for Brian interned with us first, and then they were hired on a full-time basis. It's really cool how that has worked out. And then uh, Greg, we loaned to a church, and Greg usually sits over here. Is he over here somewhere? He's working. There he is, back there. Greg, Greg, Marcus, uh, Andrew, and Emily all went through uh, SUM, Bible College Theological Seminary. When Greg got done, we loaned him to a church in Oregon for a year, and then he came back four years ago and came, came on full-time. And then John's back there. John, give a wave out. He's live-streaming right now. He's been with us for the last year and a half. And so, is that everybody? Did I forgive? That's, and then, of course, you, honey. We're, we're in it together. And so, give it up for Janie, because... She's, uh, you already did. It's did. a package deal. And so that's, that's our team. Uh, and that, that's our, that's, so we have our board and our team. And then I need to introduce to you our, our daughter, Jessica, who uh, runs the sound back there. She's, uh, she's What's a, so she's cool about a, Jessica? If you said you didn't, it was too loud or too soft, she don't care. She's from the north. <laughs> she's from the north. She, she's had people before that have gone back there, and she said, you're going to have to step away. <laughs> you're, you're just going to have to be back. She's but like she's a pit bull. A, she's a corporate a executive for Belk who gives up her time to, to help sound, rushes back from Charlotte on Thursdays to do it. And so uh, her and uh, Brad and the boys moved down here. Actually, another Brad funny story. Hey, Brad give, Brad, give a wave. Where you at? I don't see you. Give a wave, Brad, for, for Brad's. There you go. There's Brad. And uh, so well, Jessica helped Marcus move down, and uh, Marcus came about two and a half months after the fact, took a 50% cut in pay from what we were paying him in, in Shenandoah to, to come down here, and I uh, just wanted to be a part of what was getting ready to happen, what was going on. And so Jess, Marcus moved uh, in a U-Haul, Jessica drove his car with little Brady, who was like two months old at the time. When we moved, our oldest grandchild was two weeks old. You talk about that being a tough, tough day and a tough, tough move. And so Jessica came down, and she lived with us, or stayed with us for about three weeks, and after about three weeks, I woke up one morning and told Janie, I said, you need to tell Jessica if, if uh, whenever we need to buy her a plane ticket to go back, just let us know because I know she probably wants to get back and she's just staying because uh, you are so in love with, with little Brady. And so Janie has a talk with Jessica that day and says, honey, if you know, whenever we need to buy you a plane ticket to, to move you back, uh, you just let us know. I mean, stay as long as you want. And she said, mom, I ain't going back. <laughs> so, what? Well, what do you mean you ain't going back? I ain't moving back to Iowa. You got me out. I'm staying down here. And so, well, what about Brad? Well, what about Brad? I've talked to Brad about it. Brad can come whenever he's ready, but I'm staying down here. And so uh, I really Thanks, appreciate Brad and Jessica. They left jobs in, in Iowa to move down here. Uh, in, in certain times, it's been a financial struggle for them to, to really hit on all cylinders and to find things, but they persevered. They're, they're pushing through, continue to pushing through, and, and I appreciate that. And I want to give an online shout-out to Jill and Jeff and Cam. They, they, watch from, uh, they watch from Omaha every week, and, and they're, uh, they're just steady Eddie, and they, they just they love God. And so that's, that's part of our story. Uh, you, you want to continue on? That's, that's kind of the introduction phase. Yeah. Where you want to go with it? Well, the title is What's Your Butt? Okay. Um, just real quick then, I'm going to try to make mine a little shorter, but 
Was I too long? You're good. Okay. Um, we, um, <laughs> we were sitting at our house, um, was blessed with a swimming pool and had three horses out there and we were sitting there. We were going to talk about that. Yep. And we were just sitting there and I had heard just uh, in my heart and the Holy Spirit had said there was a change coming in, in our life and there was a new assignment that God had for us. And I thought, you know, I always do these things to Mark. You guys know that by now. And I said, I ain't saying that. I'm going to let the Holy Spirit tell Mark because he's going to think I lost it on this one. And so we were sitting there just looking out at the pool, looking at, there's like a hundred, or I don't know, maybe more acres that we were just staring. They weren't ours. We only had seven. We were looking at a thousand acres. Okay. That's Iowa. The John Farm. John. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a guy in our church. So we're just looking how beautiful it is. And we're sitting by the pool and, and I'm just hearing God in my heart saying, there's a change coming. You better get ready. And I, our church is hitting. I mean, we have an amazing church. We love our church so much. Um, I, at times, Marcus would have 200 kids in the children's church if he, like, really, we built a new building. I mean, we loved our people so much. I just, I still love them so much. Great people. And I thought, why would God do that? I don't understand that. We're, we're, it's good. But I said, you know, that's something I just can't share that with Mark. And God, you're going to have to do that one if that's really you. So we were sitting there, and, and he said, I feel like we're getting ready to have a change. Like, something's about to happen in our life. And, like, maybe we're supposed to pray about just resigning. And we wanted to resign before we even went out and put out a resume. And so we prayed about it for a while before we even mentioned it to anybody. Um, and so then, long story short... You want to go that short that we came to Hickory? Well, I don't know where you want to go with it. <laughs> that's how we got here. <laughs> so By being we, obedient. We had, um, we, we, I had, the Lord really blessed me in sales. And so I was representing a company that I didn't have to work for. But basically they were using my name. And so that particular morning, the Lord shared with me to get rid of Egypt. Because I'd have a bad day pastoring, I think. Man, sales is, was so much easier. I really, I'm, I was in the groove. I didn't have to deal with hundreds of people. I just had to deal with one client at a time. And maybe I should. And so I woke up that morning, the Lord says, get rid of Egypt. And that's the same morning, Janie said, what's the Lord talking to you? And there's a, it, we kind of talked about a change coming. And so it was a year before we came down here. That's how long we had prayed and and fasted and asked God to, to show us what the next move was. And as that was taking place, I went to the company, their, their headquarters, and gave them a letter of resi resignation. They were paying me as much as the church was, just so you're aware. And it's, it, it's a, it, I, want to, I have one scripture, Genesis 8, when I have a couple scriptures, and the Bible says, but God remembered Noah. And I want you to, somebody needs to write that down today, because God will always stick by his word. And part of our deal was, the Egypt was that they, this company paid me as much as the church paid me. Well, at, at one point in time, the church ended up really blessing Janie and I. But I, I went in to resign or to tell them they couldn't use my name anymore. And they offered to double the pay of what the, they, were, they were giving me just to write my name. And it felt like at first, like... Who wouldn't say, well, that's just God blessing us. But God was challenging us to get ready to walk out on faith and to really, to really be moved by what, he was, by what he was going to show us. And we didn't know. And so we started praying about uh, what our next move was. And, and our prayer was this, and you need to know this. Our prayer was, God, you take us somewhere where we'll never, ever have to move again. Not 
housewives, not housewives, because I'm done. But, I'm done. But but churchwise, uh, uh, Janie and I move a lot. It's it's a long story. You, you you wouldn't understand it. I don't understand it, and I'm the one moving. And so, but we're done. We have one more move in us, and we already know that move. And then we're done after that move. It's our forever house at least for the next two years, and I always tell her that. He but always said he'd get me a pool. When I left that pool we were sitting on, it's been 10 years, and I got I don't a pool. remember that, but I, did, I, I must have said that. And so <laughs> he did say that. We're not sure if there's a house that comes with the pool, but we recently bought a pool. We're hoping the house comes with it. Uh, that's a joke. You can laugh. It's, okay, so the re, the, but, but God remembered Noah and God will remember you. God will remember those things that he asked you to do. And when he asks you to do something, he's going to make a way. So we felt like the God, that the Lord was asking us to do something. And so we started talking about that journey. And then as we were talking about this journey and praying about it, the Lord seemed like different opportunities came up. And uh, we had about four or five different opportunities. That we, landed, we, we came to two different opportunities after we resigned the church. And one was in a northwest state that is, sits by the Rocky Mountains. It's absolutely gorgeous. Uh, uh, they say it's not heaven, but you can see heaven from there. And in some ways, I believe that. Uh, and then, uh, then the southeast, which, again, this is such a beautiful area. But you had gotten some ladies from, from our previous church, intercessors, before we knew where we were going, had given you some, some prophetic words. And you want to share what the, the words about the green rolling hills? And... Yeah. Um, after we had announced that we was going to be leaving and we had no idea where we were going, um, one of the ladies, the intercessor, she comes up and she says, I was praying for you guys, and let me tell you what I see. I see rolling hills and just green mountains, and they're just just so many mountains, and, and it's just going to be breathtaking. But this is what I heard, that the greatest revival that's ever going to take place is going to take place right there. And I was like, oh, praise God, that's what he's been praying for. We've been praying for a revival. We just want to see revival. And, you know, whatever, God, you want that to look like. And so when we went to the place that had the mountains, they were absolutely beautiful, but they were so rocky. There wasn't a lot of green there. We had never been to North Carolina, so I didn't know what North Carolina looked like, but I knew what mountains looked like. They were not rolling green hills. And so when we were there, I thought, well, maybe this is what she meant. They're beautiful mountains. She didn't know. Nobody knew where we were going except our children. And then when we came to North Carolina, and I remember... Um, they picked, the guys picked us up in the Tahoe, and all I kept saying was, man, it is so green. It is so green. I never seen that. See, in the Midwest, you don't have a lot of trees, right? Because farmers cut them down for field. Trees are not a good thing. You need that land. That's, cow that's for cows, or that's for corn, or that's for beans. Um, what did I say wrong? There's not a lot of trees. Yeah, there, you might put a tree in your yard or something, but... It's just, it's not rolling hills of green and trees. And, and so I was like, look at all these trees. I've never seen this many trees. This is amazing. And then they took us up to Blowing Rock. And, and what did you fall in love with at Blowing Rock? <laughs> the coach outlet. The coach we never outlet. had one of those. <laughs> we never had one of those. She Listen, <laughs> we were in the back of the Tahoe that still, uh, the church still owns. And uh, Janie was checking out. We were losing her. Uh, she was. She had the other church on the mind. She absolutely. Oh, she Did loved Landon and Carol. Our land, our land loved Landon and Carol, but Landon and Gary were showing us around, and it was just absolutely like she was. 
she was not physically, she was in North Carolina, but she was spiritually and emotionally gone. She had checked out. And we were going up 321, and there was a billboard that said, Coach Outlet. And I nudged her, and I said, Honey, look. And she said, Coach Outlet. We don't have those in Nebraska like that she time. had heard from God, like it was a sign. <laughs> this is where we're supposed to be, Mark. <laughs> I am not kidding you. Really? It is, she was, but it was, really. and of course, Landon's, if you know Landon and Gary, they are two of the better salespeople you're ever going to meet. And as soon as I said, hey, is there a coach store up there? They, it started to connect. And of course, we went to the coach store and I bought Janie a bag there. One of many uh, that she has gotten from that coach store. But that was kind of a, that, I mean, I say that jokingly, but there was a connector that took place when right. we hit North Carolina. But when we were in the other place, um, we got there and they flew us in and it was going to be nine days. And I thought, wow, you can really know somebody in nine days. And we get to this church and it's a beautiful church. It's totally debt free, 100%. Just brand new building. Brand new building. It was amazing. Um, really, really nice people. Very nice people. Um, very, very rich community, extremely, like Jennifer. It's a ski resort town. Yeah, Jennifer Aniston had a place. I mean, we could just go name drop everything. It's just it's a crazy place that people go. And we show up at this house that this guy was like a five-diamond Amway guy or something. Mm -hmm. And so that was his guest house. And it was just, it was huge. And they give us this whole house. And like Landon said, this basket was on the huge coffee table that had everything you could think of in this basket. It was just ridiculous. And like 1,500, and I shared with somebody, they said, we, they didn't know pastors got little gift baskets when you go to preach. It's something they do. I don't know. We do it too to people. But what make them feel welcome. And usually it's just a little bag with a couple things, maybe some water, some treats, that just, if you're going to be here, make yourself at home. Well, this one had everything you could think of, and I can't even go there with it. And so we were there, and we thought, these guys are amazing. They're just amazing. But it was only day two, was it? Day one or day two? I think two? it was day one. And um, we were in our day two. amazing day two. place. It was like a Tuesday, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. And we were there, and we were both just sick to our stomach. And I was like... I just don't think this is it. I am sick to my stomach. And Drew, Why would, was, with us. And Drew was with us. And Drew's like in heaven. They are just spooling this boy rotten. The youth group is just, boom, they are all on him. The youth had their own church with their own facility. And the youth pastor wouldn't let him out of his side. He was a big skateboarder then. They took him skateboarding. They were just with him all the time. And he's just in heaven. We're just sick to our stomachs. I said, I don't think we belong here. And we said, you know what? Let's just do this. Let's just pray. And and if that other church, if they call, if that Landon guy calls tonight, tonight we're going to know it's God. We're getting on a plane and we are out of here because we should not be sick. Yeah. So we waited and we thought, well, maybe it's a time difference. That's why he hasn't called yet. Maybe that's the problem because we had talked on Skype and stuff with them. Yeah. And um, he didn't call. And I thought, wow, well, okay, God, I guess we got to see this through. Um, but it was late, and the board told him to call us, but he was in rebellion that night. <laughs> and he didn't call till the next day, yeah, but we had said that night. So I think that in, um, is, is a life 
life lesson too for some of you. Sometimes you got to walk it out. You got to wait it out. If God has something for you, you got to see it through, even though it's hard, even though it's a hard situation. You got to walk it out and say, okay, God, I, I really feel like this, but I'm going to follow you and I want to, I want to know your heart. And so we did that. And um, do you just want me to finish that where yeah, they didn't, go ahead. we just didn't feel this is where we were supposed to be the whole time. Great people though. Amazing Great people. We love them. Beautiful. I mean, Honestly, like Landon said, they were offering the moon. And on the last day, before we were supposed to go back, we said, please don't. Please don't vote us. We just don't feel that this is what God has. And you got the right pastor that's coming. It's just not us. And um, we had asked, where are the people that maybe are a little more down and out? Because we believe in Matthew 25 has always been our ministry that that when Jesus says he separates, you know, the goats and the sheep's sheep, and he says, well, when did you feed me? And when did you go to the prison? And when did you, um, you know, take care of the fatherless? And so that's always been our vision and our, past, our, our heart. And so we thought, if we're in this place, and there is, is you know, no people that are down that need, need a helping hand because they were also extremely wealthy, then... Um, then we're in the wrong place because why would God change, give us this vision? And so we shared that with them and they said, well, you know what? An hour away is this town and um, we will bus them here. We'll bring them here. We'll get a bus and we'll just bring them to you. I said, then why wouldn't God put us in that town? And so they just finally, they wanted to vote anyway. So they did and they voted us in and we said, no, we're, we're not coming. They said, we want you to take 10, just take 10 days and think about it. If you change your mind, we're going to wait. And we said, no. So we were on our way one day to go back to the airport and they said, we got one more, one more thing to show you. So they drive us to this gate, gated community with this incredible house with a pool, um, with everything you could think of, everything. It just had everything. Um, brand new. There was two of them. The flyers were still on the counter. Drew was like, yes, this is God. And so <laughs> they said, just pick which one you want. It's yours for free. We're going to give you this home. And there is where I felt like Landon was saying, but I really did feel like that because we had already felt in our heart, this is not where we're supposed to be. But it was that test and that, that says, you know, if you're going to bow down and worship me. And, and we always said, no. That's not, we are never going to go for the money anywhere because we'd stay where we was because we was blessed. We were great. And it's always going to be about souls. And it's always going to be about how can we help people? How can we change lives? And that's what it was about. And, amen. And that's, and that's why we're here. So they were just showing us everything. And then so we show up here. And Landon and Gary start showing us around. And they're showing us the beautiful lake. And they're showing us Morris Ferry. Is that the name of that town or that area? And they're showing us all these amazing country club houses. And that's when I'm checking out. I'm going, hey, if this is like a, a deal thing, I'm headed back there because the package is better if we're here for a package. And so we, we said, hey, Gary, where's like the down and out? Do you have anything like that? Because they don't. And if that's the deal, we're headed there. And just because I, I just, I'm not about the package. And so he said, oh, you want to see that? I'll show you that. So we drove in, and both of us just began to weep and said, this is what we prayed for. Because we felt like our assignment in Shenandoah was that we had ran out of people that we could reach because it's such a small little place, but maybe somebody else could come in and just maintain like the 500 people that were coming in the five. They could maintain that to have 10% of the town. But there was nowhere else to go. It's like we had reached our limit. And we needed a place where we could, 
we were like dying inside because there was people that were dying and we can't reach them because I felt like, so that was why our assignment was done. And so when he showed us that, that's when we said, yeah, this is it. This is where we're supposed to be. And then we saw the rolling hills. But in our package here, um, Landon had talked about your, our little package. Remember I told you about that package that sat on the counter? The basket. Or the basket that sat on the coffee table that took up the whole coffee table. At the, at the other church. At the other place. Y'all, not you guys, but whoever put our little gift bag together for Hickory. First assembly, but that was before we changed the name twice. Um, <laughs> we thought it was first assembly, and we thought that's just too churchy. We just, uh, we're not churchy people. I want you to come in in your flip-flops. So let's go Hickory first. We're going to put Hickory first. We're going to win Jesus for Hickory. It still sounded too assembly. So that's when we heard from God and went with Grace Church. It's welcome to all people, and it's just, it fits, and that's who we are. <clears throat> so, y'all, you, this one's broke, but everybody here is going to get a treat bag that we got when we came to visit you guys. Ten years later, we're giving you the treat that you gave us, so enjoy your three cookies. Now, there was three of us, so we only got one, but we're going to triple your blessing and give each one of you three. We had to share ours. So in our little hotel that we had, Drew was at the foot of the bed and I had to step on his bed to get out to go where he had his own room. So it's never going to be about the package. It's never going to be about the deal. It's always going to be about how many more souls can we reach? Who can we reach for Jesus? And that's what we're about. So we're celebrating that today, the souls. Amen. So we, we talk a little bit about souls, and we just want to let you know that um, as of this year, uh, of course, we've had some ministry in Africa that we turned over to the locals last year, but this church, Grace Church, over the last 10 years has reached just under 90,000 salvations for the Lord Jesus Christ, and so God is so good, and, and God is so faithful. And I have another scripture for you because this might be really good for somebody. But Genesis 31 and 42 says, and just the highlight, it says, but God has seen my hardship. And uh, it, it's important for you to know, and it's important for us to understand that not everything in life is going to be easy. In fact, I was talking to David Sandifer, one of our people that's been here since 98, uh, earlier, and he said, Pastor, I'm so glad that you've stuck it out because our first three years probably were really difficult, uh, and as is any transition, it was probably difficult for the people as well as it was for us. We had a lot of people come and go. We had a lot of people that were in leadership or some form of leadership or on a staff position that decided to go elsewhere or maybe needed to go elsewhere for them to, you know, succeed or be a, to be a part, and, uh, and so we, we challenged ourselves, and in fact, um, Maybe year number two was when you were to go get your driver's license changed over. And maybe you just want to share that story briefly. Because people, as hard as things have been, God has always put the right people yeah. in the right place at the right time. Um, yeah, speaking just of hard, and anybody that knows how to get around in Hickory? Hickory's horrible. I did not. I did not know where. I still nor, don't. I, I got lost. And so I'm trying to go get my driver's license. And I just had a total meltdown and said, I just want to go home. I can't do this anymore. This is the hardest thing I've ever had to endure. And that prophetic word said, this was just going to be such an easy thing. God had so much in store and it was going to be so beautiful. 
At this point, at two years, it was not beautiful. It was not easy, except for the board. They were the best guys in the world. I just thought, this is too much. All I want to do is go get my driver's license. And you have to have, you have, to have a, a bill or something that has your name on it and your address. I did not have that. I, didn't, I couldn't even find the place. And I'm just having this total meltdown. And when I, I didn't get it that day, by the way, because I quit and gave up and came home. And I, I just came home, and I'm weeping. And I said, I just want to go home. And I am like bawling, crying. I said, please, Mark, let's just go home. This is, this is not good. There is so many churches in Omaha that they would love to have you preach because you're incredible. And this, you know, we just, we're out of our comfort zone. People don't even like us. They hate us because we're so direct, except for those of you that stayed and are still here. Thank you. I love you for yeah. staying with us. You guys are, are why we're here. And it was that day that God always puts little things in your path that just make you say it's going to be okay. Um, Landon and Carol, again, um, had no idea. And I think Mark may have said, Janie's having a meltdown today. It's really a hard day. They showed up at our house with, if you've ever had Landon's chicken marsala, it is the best in the world. They showed up with this whole big meal, set it down, and said, we love you guys, and they left. They wanted to bring dinner. They just wanted to love on us. And it was like every time something would like that would happen, God would bring somebody that would just say, hey, I'm here for you. Um, a few years, Kevin and Michelle did the same thing. It was like they knew we were just struggling and battling, and they said, you know, we're going to go to war for you. And so they began to come early in the mornings and just pray over us for the day and just became a covering. So God always does that in your life. If you're going through a really hard place, then he's just that faithful father, and he'll just have something like that happen that just made us know we were in the right place. And I did eventually get my driver's license, and all that worked out. But I was going to ask you, and I know that's not the hardest thing I went through, but... Um, what's the hardest thing you've went through, and I don't know this answer, um, since you had to be here? No, you got to be here, not had to. That did not come out right. You got to be here, not had to. Yeah, yeah. so first of all, from a pastoral uh, perspective or standpoint, it's always hard to see people go. You know, you, you cry out for them. So... Because you think it's something personal that you did wrong. You can't but take it personal. Mm -hmm. It's difficult not to because, generally speaking, the reason they're leaving is this, this guy right here. Or, so, or you, the way you dress or sing or whatever. But, um, but, but so, it, so you deal with that. You know, it's also the greatest joy is to see people coming in. But the hardest thing I went through was when you were, when you were sick. It's also the best thing, and I'll tell you why. When the doctor said at 1.30 in the morning, that you might want to call your family. And I had to call Jill. And of course, Marcus and Andrew and Jessica were up at the hospital with me. And I made the call. And Nobody wants to call their kids and say mama's dying when the reason they have to come is because we moved away. And so whereas I had to call your family, 
I had to call Jill. Jill was on a plane and here the next day. We thank Jeff for, for getting her on a plane. We thank Brad for taking care of the kids so Jess could be up there all the time. But one day I walked out of the, you were in intensive care for six days. And we thought a couple days uh, we were going to lose you on Thursday and then Saturday. And Saturday, I think, is the day we had to tip you upside down. And Charity saw, I think Charity saw me have a meltdown in the room. And I kicked Jill out for, for crying. I said, no, it's got to be a high faith day. It's got to be a high faith day. And Jill got, Jill was a little bit mad at me because you had, you had a private conversation with her. But I walked out into the waiting room. And that particular day, Kevin and Michelle were sitting in the waiting room. And Michelle said, I know we're not supposed to be up here. You don't want to be up here. But the Lord told us just to come up here. Kevin said, just we got to come up here and sit. And it wasn't that, it was, it was just, it was one of those God moments that, well, because let's go to the next verse, verse 50 in Genesis 50 and 20. But God intended it for good. And I think it's, it's like, I, Landon called me in the middle of the night and said, Brother, I am here for you. You need anything, you call me. And Gary had called, and different ones had called, and pastors from around the country were calling and texting, and uh, Mark, what do you need? We're here for you. And it was just like, when you go through hardships, as hard as they are, we had been through different life crisis situations, financially, relationally, we got married so young, different things. This was the first health crisis we'd ever, been, we'd ever gone through. And although my faith was rock solid, you find out at that point in time that who your people are. Marcus had turned in the chapel into a, a prayer meeting, and Jessica said, Papa, I've read about this, this septus. This, this, is, this is not good. And of course, Charity was trying to, to shield me a little bit from, from, but the doctors were like, we have no idea what's going on, or it's just it's failing, failing, failing. And then to walk out into that room and see two people, and I knew a whole church cared, but they represented the church. They represented what the church was about. To see them was the greatest thing in the world. To call Jill. We have to outlive our kids. We have to outlive our kids. There's no way I could make that call to them again. We have to go together. Yeah, that's what we can't. We are like you can't. We're none, just all going in the rapture go. together. How about that? We have to go. We have so, to go yeah. together. I'm not making that call ever again. But the hardest and the best thing that He's ever sweet ever happened. He's the sweet one. Hey, sweet. I probably am. All right. Well, tell my, my heart. Yeah, hardest I'm gonna one. ask you. Go ahead. Okay. The hardest one I think we had to do was um, Heather and Anthony. I think Anthony's running the sound back yeah, there. The yeah. no projectors and Heather his wife is I don't know if she's here but she's yep she's over there they're so beautiful um the hardest thing we had to do was bury their baby for me that was I remember we were they were high faith and they knew they were going to have a baby that um was going to be born and wasn't going to make it and it was just so hard because I preach and I have a daughter running the sound that that I've preached and said that 
God healed her in my womb when, when I had ultrasounds. They said, there is no heartbeat. You have not had a heartbeat for seven. Baby is seven months along. There is no heartbeat. She's going to be, your baby will be born dead. You need to just go ahead and let us take it. And I said, absolutely not. Not until the last breath I, I bring this baby out. God can heal it. I'm believing that. It was just my conviction that I knew God had something. So I'm not saying that for anybody else. And they were going through a similar issue. And I was praying so hard. I just wanted, I just wanted God to give a miracle in that moment. Um, and it was a Thursday night when Zoe passed. And we were up here having practice. And they said, um, Zoe's going to be born any minute. So we stopped everything we were doing. We ran up to Catawba to be there. And um, we got the privilege to dedicate their little baby to Jesus. Oh, that was really hard, and um, she lived for maybe seven hours, is that right? Six, six? Six hours, and she, was, she looked just perfect. She was so beautiful, and then I think it was the day after Christmas, maybe, that we buried her, and I just thought, you know, you, you do funerals, and we, we mourn with those who, who lose loved ones. Kurt just lost his father, but we know where he is, and we know he went home to be with Jesus just the other day. And our hearts hurt when we have to do that. That's the hard part for me is the funerals and the, the sadness. But to do a newborn baby, I just thought, oh, my goodness. You know, I just I love babies so much. And so that was, that was my heart. My hardest one was... Yeah, I don't know if I can do this part, and, but they were so amazing, and I've watched God just do miracles in their life, and they have a beautiful little five-year-old, and then um, they got another one coming soon, and so God is faithful. It doesn't take away the pain of the one that you lose, but um, that was the hardest thing at that point that we had to go through, and then when our daughter Jill Cam came, because Jill was up at the hospital when I had got that septus and was sick, and she came up and she says, Mama, I'll have a, and this, she's been 10 years at least, 10 years, and they never had a baby, and they never really wanted one. And she said, I promise, if you get well, I'll, I'll go home and I'll have me a baby, I promise. <laughs> and I said, oh, honey, you don't have to have a baby. I'm going to get well. God is going to heal me. God's never let me down. He's not going to start now. And so she did go home, and nothing really changed. But God's word, you speak something out. God's going to bring it to happen. She got pregnant, like, within well, three months. It was May 27th. Mm-hmm. That Jill said that, and Cam was born March 9th. So you do the math. Be careful what you say, because it's going to happen. So they had sweet little Cam, which I know they wouldn't change for anything in the world. But um, So I got to go up and be with them for two weeks, and that was the other hard part, was when I had to get back on the plane and fly back and leave this brand-new little baby. I didn't think a heart could hurt that bad, and I thought... I don't think hearts hurt this bad. And I remember just crying. I couldn't even look at him. But through, thank you, Lord, for FaceTime and everything else, we get to be together. But, um, yeah, that was the hard part for me, those two. Amen. Well, uh, we're going to wrap this up. We just wanted to share a little bit of our journey with you. What's your you. happiest moment? Wow. You know, uh, family and friends. We have mm-hmm. new family here. Mm-hmm. We, have, uh, we both- have a pillow. What's our pillow say? You, uh, you're better at remembering. Yeah. Family are... I was going to bring it because I always forget. Some Something friends, about chosen. Friends are chosen. Friends, yeah. but it's, and that's, I think that's, that's y'all. 
Yeah. I think that's, that's our happiest, that we have relationship with just you guys and even just uh, taking an offering is just like, no, and to send us to Cabo is, we just count it as such honestly as a privilege and an honor that we get to do what we do. And honestly, from the bottom of our heart, we love you guys so much. We have yeah. no, and yeah. the new people that have come in, it's just so fun to get to, to meet the new ones. I think it, it is, it's, it's so cool. Um, honestly, and I say this, 10 years seems like 10 months. I mean, it has just gone so incredibly fast. Uh, so many highs and lows, so many ups and downs, so many things. But the Bible says in Galatians, the fourth, the fourth chapter in the 30th verse, uh, but what does the scripture say? And I think what we've been trained and taught our whole married life is to go to the word. What does, what does the Bible say? What does the word say? And just to kind of cap off this whole, this story is what's your but? Whatever your excuse may be, uh, God's reason is bigger. And uh, we would not, we are the better, we're the better of it by coming here, by far. We have friends and family, both married in family and born in family. We have uh, friends we consider family. We have a church that uh, Janie and I would do anything and everything for. We're, uh, our, kind of our personality trait is we're very loyal and we're, we're protectors. And so if anybody's like, we like a good fight. <laughs> we're those type of people. Uh, we're not afraid to throw the first punch, both literally or, or figuratively. Uh, and I don't know that's a really good uh, quality for pastors, but we have, that's just the way we've been born and raised. And, and our, our, my point is this, I think God's the same way. I think God loves his people, and he puts that, he's put that love in us, and obviously he's put that love in you as well, and uh, by far are we way far from perfect. We're flawed human beings, uh, but maybe that's what, um, that's what we can see in other people as we try to get through those flaws together, and so we want to thank you for being the greatest church that we've ever been associated with, uh, and we know prophetically that the best is surely yet to come, that God has given us, God has given us prophecy. He, and, you know, sometimes we throw that terminology around. God has given us three different words of prophecy that, that there would be a revival coming out of the Hickory area that the world would be amazed at. We feel like we're going to be a part of that. We feel like God is doing something. He's brought you all into Hickory for some reason, brought you all to Grace Church for some reason. And Janie asked, when did we change the name? It was two years ago, our eighth year here, which in the scriptures, eight is a something of, of, of something new. It's a new beginning. And so we believe that God is really putting people in place and positioning people to really. So I'd say this, don't, don't make an excuse for who you are. Don't make an excuse for what God's called you to do. Just jump in, jump on board, and watch how God works. And we've got some fun stuff. Uh, everybody's invited to the dinner, right? Yep, to the we're going to party now. Um, and you know, I like to party, so you got to have confetti. you got to have koozies. This is for your soda. There's soda out there. You put your Coke in here. Your Coke in here. But if you're on the lake, is it still? You're on the lake. Put whatever you want to put in there. That's but the best is yet to come, Amen. and that's what Amen. we're declaring that it's coming. And we got glasses, and the glasses say Grace Church because 
We have a vision and we're about to attack it. We're about to take it by storm. So we're declaring that God has given us Stand on the your feet. vision Stand on your and feet. the best is yet to come. Need more inspiration in your life? You don't have to say goodbye anymore. You can connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and even our websites by using the links below. Receive live streaming notifications, receive daily encouragement, and stay up to date on the latest information. Follow, like, and subscribe today.